Welcome to A Priceless Perspective. I'm your host, Nicole Steele, and we are excited to have with us a very special guest. For our regular listeners, you know that we have started a series entitled, You Are Worth the Wait, and we're focusing on the issue of teen sex, and specifically from an angle of abstinence. I know in Diamond in the Rough, we we talk with girls and we work with them and we send a message constantly that their bodies are precious and that they need to make wise decisions when it comes to relationships and when it comes to engaging in premarital sex. But often young ladies feel like, what's the purpose? That there are no young men who are saving themselves and why should they do it when there are no guys out there doing the same? Well, I'm excited to introduce to our listeners Mr. Christopher Hosey, who is joining us. You all are in for a tremendous treat as you are able to hear things from a young man's perspective. So join me in welcoming Mr. Christopher Hosey. How are you, sir? I'm I'm doing fine. I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to be able to share my perspective. And, yes, there are men that are dedicated to waiting until marriage, and I have been doing this for six years, so I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it. Fantastic. Well, share with our listeners a little bit about your personal story and how, what kind of led you to a decision to commit to abstinence. Ooh, uh, we might have to tie your shoes up for this one because <laughs> it's going to be a journey. We might have seat belts and everything. Well, uh, I grew up in the projects. I grew up where sex was a badge of honor. Um, I grew up where the more women you had sex with, the more popular you were. So, I mean, that's my, that was my call of fame. I had uncles exploiting me to sex at a young age, you know, with them having a bunch of women in the house. And after a while, as I got older and I got more mature, I started looking at women differently because my mom was my biggest role model. And I never wanted a man to treat her how I was treating women and how my uncles were treating women. And more than anything, sex just stopped being fun. And to me, that was a problem because I felt like the day I get married, I wanted to cherish it. I, didn't want my, I just didn't want to feel like I wanted my wife to get up and get out. Because, I mean, we're married now. So, of course, aside from the religious, my religious beliefs, I just took it upon myself to say, you know, I have to show my sisters, I have to show my mom that I can be a great man so that I can be a role model to those and everybody around me. So that was, you know, those are some of my, re- some of my reasons. I just felt very convicted. Now, what kind of, I guess, pushback, if any, did you get from those in your circle, like the men, like your friends, like your uncles, I were got they crucified. receptive? <laughs> I got crucified. And you ever seen a part of the Passion of the Christ where Jesus was whipped? That's how I felt. Wow. Because every time I turned around, I was getting beat by somebody. My uncles were, you ain't going to do it, you ain't going to do it. I had females and friends, oh, you gay? Are you gay? Why are you doing this? You won't laugh. No, no. I mean, it, it was, I felt like I'm trying to do something different, and y'all don't want me to come up. 
And it, it was very hard to know that the only person in my corner was my mom and everybody else was looking at me as if I'm an alien from a different planet and I just got brain surgery and I amnesia and I just forgot who I was. And it was it was very uncomfortable being around people knowing that they were going to try to persuade me to do something I didn't want to do. And, you know, you said something really interesting. You talked about the females that approached you and, like you said, asked, were you gay, just assumed something was wrong with you. And I, I think that that's really interesting because I I have observed, I mean, I work with young ladies and Young women have become so aggressive. Yes. And so yes, it's, yeah. it's really unfortunate because, on one hand, girls want a good guy, a nice guy, a respectful guy, but yet and still they pursue or they try and entice or put pressure on guys to do the opposite. So, can you tell me a little bit? about what you've observed, can you kind of talk to our listeners as if they were your younger sister and give them some advice from a male's perspective on, on things like attire, on things like makeup, and, and things like the way that they present themselves and the message that they project to young men? I do agree with you. And women have become, young ladies have become increasingly aggressive to the point where Nowadays, it's the boy that doesn't want to have the sex, and a girl will be, and a girl will say, "Oh, are you gay? What's wrong with you?" And and sometimes that pressures the guy to live up to that standard. But I I encourage our young women to not look at that perspective because that's only going to send you down a road of destruction. Because you're only going to search for guys that's going to hurt your feelings if you base your relationships purely on sex. And I say about attire, what I can say about attire is your clothes speak louder than your words do out your mouth. You can't walk around with a mini skirt on showing some of your butt with a tank top on showing some of your breasts and not expect a man to visually look at that. We are visual creatures. So if your clothes saying yes and your mouth saying no, I'm confused already and I'm going to go with how I feel and I'm going to go with yes. And now you put yourself in a bad situation. Young young ladies shouldn't be wearing heavy makeup unless they're going to prom, unless they're going to some event where they dress appropriately because I feel like you can't have a police officer uniform on and when I come up to you for help, you say, why are you coming up to me for help? I'm not a cop. Well, you got a cop uniform on, and I'm going to base my opinion off of what I see. Wow. And that's how guys, that's how we do Nowadays, if I see what you have on, I, I make my choice whether I'm going to respect you or whether I'm going to neglect you. By the time I come up to you, I've already made my decision on what my motives is. If I have, if you have booty shorts on and you have a short top on and you're looking very sexual in nature, majority of the guys are going to come at you in a sexual way. But if you present yourself in a respectful way, I have no choice but to come to you in a respectful manner and then make my choice. So you want to start, you want to start things off on a great role by dressing appropriately because you will only attract the negative when you dress negative. That's good. So, I mean, that that's just, that I feel deeply about that because I see a lot of young ladies dressing out of their age and dressing so ridiculously and then get upset when somebody approaches them in a the wrong manner. And I totally agree. You know, we tend to um, 
really stress the importance of young ladies guarding their gates. And when I say that, I mean being mindful of the things that they listen to, the kind of music, the kinds of movies and things that they entertain because they're gates to our souls. So if you are looking at videos and the girls are dressing provocatively and they're dropping it like it's hot and they're doing all that, if you're continuously looking at that, then you may begin to emulate that or you may begin to dress like that because that's what you're feeding yourself. And so it's I, I think that in the same instance it's really important for girls not to feed into what the world says, not right. to even follow trends, but to become comfortable with who they are, become comfortable in the skin that they're in. And you can have style. And they can be fashionable, but right. like you said, just remember that you're a walking billboard. So you want to ask, young ladies want to ask themselves, well, what am I advertising? Right. Yes, and, that is, yes, that is the truth right there. What are you advertising? Well, let me ask, because we're often, girls often say, well, if I'm saving myself till marriage, does that mean that I can't date? And so from from your perspective, do you think that, people who are abstaining can have a healthy dating relationship even though they've made that decision? Uh yes yes they can. And I always and I always say it depends on how old you are and I, I, I and your maturity level. And I say this because um I feel like if you're, you know, a young lady middle school, high school, I don't think you have the time to date. I think you should focus more on your schoolwork and your goals ahead. Dating will come. There's nothing you can do in a relationship that you can't do in a friendship. The only thing different is the sex, and since you're taking that out, a friendship will be adequate until you want to start dating in college and even after college because you want to have your focus um, on your goals. But if you do want to date, there's nothing wrong with dating. I just say you have to have boundaries, and you have to put yourself in a position where you have a strong why, where you have a strong foundation for what you believe in because if you allow somebody to come in and make rules for you, they're going to always make your rules shorter than what they should be so they can get closer to what they want. If you allow somebody to create your world, they will always create your world short or too small because they don't know the bigger goal. They don't know your big goal. So you have to come in with boundaries so that you can let them know, look, you know, ahead of time, these are my boundaries. This is what I'm about. You either accept it or you leave it. And once you they accept it or leave it, you either go your separate ways or you see where it goes and how it progresses in a relationship. You just have to have a strong belief system and you have to have a strong mind to be able to be in a relationship because you are going to get tempted. I'm not going to lie. That was probably one of the toughest things for me. And I even battle with that today of making sure I stay grounded in my decision and making sure that my I don't put myself in awkward positions because we are flesh, we are human. We're going to make mistakes, but the goal is to learn from everything and make sure that I don't put myself in a situation that I'm going to be upset about. That's so good. I think you can date and be in a relationship. You just have to have boundaries and you have to have standards and you have to have a goal at, in, in mind, and both parties have to be like-minded because if not, then that's going to cause confusion. That's good. Now, I, I, I'm a strong believer that when it comes to this particular issue about premarital sex, that girls pay a higher price 
and in that I mean when a you talked about your uncles, for instance, and how in your neighborhood it was a badge for young men. The more sex they had, the more they were the man, the more, you know, depth they got, the more, you know, kudos they got from the men in the community versus girls, on the other hand, when they engage in sex, they get the reputation not to speak for the the physical consequences, not that there aren't physical consequences for guys, but, I mean, it's just a totally different scale. And we're talking more than just physical. We're talking emotional consequences, social consequences, uh, spiritual consequences, relational. I mean, the list goes on. So girls pay a higher price. When you think about that, what advice would you give to young ladies so that they don't go down that road? You've heard, I'm sure, the what they call it, the locker room talk, you know, yes. that guys yes. have. Yes. And yes. girls need guys, to understand. Guys are more than girls. Come on. Can you tell our listeners about that? Okay. Well, guys gossip. No matter how tough, gangster, thug, whatever category we want to put men in nowadays, we talk. And we talk, we may not talk as much as women, but we talk, we get to the point. But you're in the locker room, young ladies, you've got a, um, you've had in the courts with a young fella, trust me, the whole football team knows, especially the football player. If he's on the basketball team, the whole basketball team knows. And especially if his intentions are not good with you, because they know, because they're going to want to try. They're going to want to shot. Yep. They're going to want to put themselves in that position. And I believe young ladies, I, I say this to you, I say this to every young lady. There's two things I say to young ladies when I'm speaking to them. Treat yourself like a queen. A queen is followed. She's not a follower. Wow. So you're not like any other woman. You're a queen. Two, I always tell the people to treat themselves like fine china. If anybody got a grandma, as I, as we much all of us do, if you got a grandma, grandma tell you, you don't touch that fine china. That fine china is in that cabinet. It get dusted. Nobody eats off of it. Jesus himself would have to come back to eat off that fine china. Barack Obama would have to come to the house, and he probably still couldn't eat off the fine, fine china. With that being said, we have to treat ourselves like fine china. We have to treat ourselves like fine china. So when that special person, when that one person comes in your life, they eat off that fine china. Nobody wants leftovers. Nobody wants the crumbs. Nobody wants that college student's plate that had the three-year-old pizza under the couch. Nobody wants that person. Wow. Everybody wants the fine china. So when you have to treat yourself like fine china, you are precious. You should be preserved. If we can treat our china and our jewelry like it never ends, why can't we treat ourselves like we're valuable? Right. If a woman stands up for what she believes in, a man has no choice but to follow that. I believe a man respects a woman who respects himself, but if a woman lets her run over her, we treat you how you treat yourself. So if you treat yourself with respect, a man will treat you like with, with respect. And respect can be him not being in your life, him saying, oh, I don't want to be with you. you you're too stuck up. That's respect. I'd rather, have with, I'd rather be without the drama than with the drama. So that's what I, I, I say to my young ladies. Respect yourself. You're fine china. You're queen. Every man wants a queen, even if he's chasing after a peasant. That's good. You think about it. You know, guys have, well, I've heard from guys, and and they will say that there are two types of girls out. There are the, the, you know, the booty call girls, the ones that they 
will only take in certain environments, and some won't take them anywhere. But then mm-hmm. they have the girl that they take home to mom. They have the, right. you know, that other category of, of young women. And you said it best. Girls are the ones that determine which category they go into because we teach people how to treat us. All right. I can put more of my story out there. I, I can be quite frank. I was the guy, and I'm going to tell ladies to look out for this type of guy. I was the guy that would talk you out of your socks as you walk into the house. I got close to you. I got I befriended you just so I can get what I want. I sweet talked to you. But what I did was I imparted my wisdom in you and made you feel bad about what you knew was right. See, that's why I say you got to stand up for what you believe in because once I make you disagree with what you believe in, I lose respect for you, and I only respect what already the motives that I have. Because at the end of the day, a man, like I said, the category that you place yourself in and you hold dear to it, that man has no choice but to respect that. I had women that never met me. Women don't meet my mom. There has probably been one young lady that has met my mom that I respected like a queen. And that was before I stopped having sex. Like now, women don't meet my mom because, I want the right woman to meet my mom. I haven't put myself in a lot of dating situations because I want the right one. I don't want anyone. But prior to me being the man that I am now, I had women that you just had sex with. You had women that you called out just to party with. And you had women that you knew had a lot of female friends, so all of your homeboys to have fun. And women, you have to understand because the women we say are stuck up or stank or she acting funny, they're one of the ones we respect the most because they're not giving up the cookies. they stuck up because we can't get what we want. But in our mind, we want that type of woman. But as a child, as a person with a lack of knowledge, you don't understand that until you get to a point and you say, wow, I respect that girl because she held true to what she believed in. And every woman should want to be that woman that a man looks back on and says, I want that woman because she always held true to herself not the girl that everybody's been with. That is good. Now, we live in a technological society, so people are contending with so much. I mean, you've got cell phones, you've got video, you've got all of this technology. And I go into middle schools, I go into high schools, and I talk to girls. And when I ask, just in the general in the general classroom, how many of you all have ever been asked to send an inappropriate picture to somebody? And nine times out of ten, the majority, if not all, of the hands go up. Can you talk again from a male perspective about the importance of girls, I guess, when it comes to, to, to pictures and peep shots and all of that, the importance of them not doing that? Yes, I I, I strongly encourage you not to do that. And the reason I strongly encourage you not to do that because if you put yourself in that position, you send a picture and you send a picture of your body part, that picture will be circulated. And when that picture is shown, like as we were talking earlier about the locker room chatter, that's part of the locker room chatter. It's like, hey, man, look at this. Look at this. And if you break up and you break up on bad terms, that picture doesn't get deleted. It gets put out there even further. Now everybody knows. So that is something I strongly, strongly 
disagree with. Like, women, please do not send pictures. And I, like, I'm on my knees right now, ladies. Don't do it. Don't do it because it makes the situation worse because now you always have to look over your shoulder and say, does somebody else have that picture? Now, what advice would you give to a young lady who might be listening to the show and maybe, like you, she she didn't know better, so she didn't do better, but now she does, and she's making a decision uh-huh. right now to say, you know what, although I've already engaged in sexual activity, I'm mm-hmm. taking this information, and I want to take a stand. I want to do things differently. What advice would you give to her in moving forward in a decision to recommit or to dedicate her life to abstinence? First things first, it's going to be very difficult. Let's put that in your mindset. Let's write that down. It will be hard because it's still difficult. It will be difficult. I say that because I don't I don't want to be the person that gives you the candy part of the story and not tell you the sour part. I'm going to tell you the sour part first so you can be prepared. It will be difficult because of muscle memory, because of the all the memories that you have of the encounters, the acts. It will be very difficult. But the fact that you take it moment by moment, day by day, and the fact that you got air in your body and you can live another day, you can fight another day. And I believe that you can never give up. If you truly believe in what you want to do, your goals, if you truly believe in it, then there's nobody that can stop you. You're going to be put in bad situations. You may even slip and fall again. See, a lot of people don't want to say that. Everybody wants to say it's going to be perfect. I'm not about to, I'm not about to sit here and lie. You may slip up. You may get close. You may actually do the full act. But it's only what you do after that matters. If you give up, you didn't care. But if you fight forward and you learn from your mistake, you keep pushing because the more you learn, the better you get. Just like any sport, you don't, you're, never, you're not perfect. You practice, you practice, you practice. The more you mess up, the more you learn, the better you get, the more unstoppable you are. And I say you keep fighting, you learn from your mistakes, and you do not beat yourself up when you don't understand something. You surround yourself around like-minded people because whoever you hang around with will determine your character. I had to change my surroundings. I had to change the people I hung around. I had to have an accountability partner. So when I was getting that urge, I called my friend up and said, hey, I need you. I need to talk to you. I'm going crazy. <laughs> you know, you need that accountability partner. You need that person that's going to tell you off. I have a lot of friends like that. Even to this day, I've been doing this. Let me put this in perspective. I've been practicing abstinence for six years going on 7 in October. Until this time right here, it is still difficult for me because of the generational curses that were passed down to me, the the situations, the sex. I have to watch what I watch on TV. I have to watch when I'm listening to music. I have to make sure. I can't listen to R. Kelly and Trey songs while I'm in a room with another student. I walk out, turn it off. It's not going to happen because stuff strikes. Your, mem- your muscle memory will kick in. You have to be very mindful of everything. And I know I'm saying a lot, and I know a lot of this won't be caught, but if you take anything from what I say, the fight will be tough, but the battle will be won. The fight will be tough, and the battle will be won. You never win a war off one fight. 
it's an accumulation of things, accumulation of fights, and at the end you will be a victor. But you have to learn your adversary, and you have to learn who your uh, your opponent is. You have to learn that opponent, and when you make those mistakes, you fight back. You get up, you fight back, and just just keep pushing. It can be done. I think it was really good that you shared the importance of surrounding yourself with the right type of people. And you said that you had to change your environment. You had to change your routine. There are probably certain people that you know I I just can't roll with because, Mm -hmm. like you said, the flesh is weak. And so you have to make those hard calls and make those hard decisions. It may mean you can't go to this particular party because you know what's going down at that party. It may mean that you, like you said, can't listen to certain songs. You can't put yourself in those situations and think that you're big and bad enough and strong enough in your flesh to handle it because you will, you can, and you, in many instances you will fall. Now, before we conclude, what advice would you give to parents in helping to raise girls who can stand strong? First things first, I'm going to tell parents this, and, I'm gonna, and I know there's going to be a lot of people if they listen to your show, it's going to be a lot of guys mad at me, just like they was mad at Steve Harris for passing out that thing like a man book, and he gave all the secrets away. I'm about to give another one away. Parents, men, young men, boys, we are predators, and we search, and we are searching for that naive woman. And the naive woman is the woman, the young lady that you got cooped up in the house you don't let her do nothing. You don't let you don't allow her to experience life. You don't allow her to see things for herself. You got her so tight that she's already ready to make the mistake. So the best thing I say do is talk. It's just that easy. You talk to her. You give her responsibilities and you trust in her because the more you take the responsibility away, the trust away that that girl is going to want to find that guy. That's going to be like, I guess you can say, the thug that's going to go against everything you believe in. And he's going to win because that's exactly what she wants to do. Talk to her. Be her parent, but also be a friend, somebody they can find comfort in just to talk to. Because the women I had the worst fights with are the ones that had a great relationship with their mom, especially the ones that had great relationships with their dad. So I say put a male role model in their life because the ones who had male role models were always the hardest women to be with because they had values and they had standards and they knew the game. So place them around male role models, keep the communication open, and be a parent and a friend. Now, not a friend first, a parent first, because I see a lot of parents say, oh, we talk about everything, we do everything. No, sometimes you got to put your foot down. And I think that balance will work. Because you don't want a naive young lady who doesn't know nothing about society. I think she out here, and she's out here, and she gets trapped because that's what men are looking for. They don't like to work for their food. They like to get it and have it already laid on the plate. And naive women are those women laid out on the plate because they don't know better. They haven't been taught better. They've been secluded from the world. This was so good. Oh, Christopher, I appreciate you joining us today on A Priceless Perspective. Now, how can our listeners connect with you and keep the conversation going? Or if there are people who want to have you come out and speak at their school, their church, their youth group, uh, how can they connect with you? 
Um, well, the one way that they can connect with me is they can reach out to me on email. Uh, my um, Gmail account is Christopher Hosey at Gmail dot com. That's K R I S T O P H E R H O S D Y at Gmail dot com. And they can also contact me on my business line, which is six seven eight five six one thirty two eighty one. And just email me, Christopher Hosey at Gmail dot com or just call the number, leave a message, send a text. I I I'm more than willing to speak any and every place to share the word because we gotta empower our women. I love women. I love mom and we have to empower them. Well thank you very much, Christopher, for joining us and listeners, you heard it here. Reach out to them, have them come out, have them empower the young women women and be a shining example to the young men in your life as well. So thank you again, Christopher. Glad to have no you problem. here. No problem. Thank right. you. Thank you for having me. Well, ladies, I don't think it could have been made any clearer. Our guest, Mr. Hosey, laid it down for you. No longer do you have to wonder what guys are thinking, but you've heard it directly from a brother who keeps it real. Now, what you do with the information is up to you. You have an opportunity to make today the day that changes your perspective when it comes to saving yourself and abstaining. As he said, as young women, we set the standard for how others treat us. So start today and begin to see yourself as the precious gem that you are. Because you're beautiful, smart, and lovely, you will be approached by guys and may even hear every line in the book, but it's okay. Simply take the compliments and keep it moving. You are special, you are set apart, and you are truly worth the wait. I'm Nicole Steele, and that's my Priceless Perspective. Join the conversation. Visit us online at pricelessperspective.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. This show has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program Incorporated and Gem Makers LLC. 